0: This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses.
1: No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this
0: edition of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Today, we want to follow up on last week's episode, which is a little bit about resistance and self-sabotage. And we wanted to take like a I guess like a lighter hearted shorter version at sort of the dif- the differences between resistance and swimming upstream so Not
1: paying attention to the signs
0: yeah basically missing all the signs you know yeah. you're so determined to get to your destination that you forget about the signage on your journey that's what yeah. we want to talk about we've all experienced this i'm sure at some point in our lives <laughs> we've got some pretty fun real life examples <laughs> that we were just talking about before we hit record So why don't you, uh, do you want me to ask you first, Jane, about some of your, how do we want to dive into this topic? Because maybe, how does it feel for you when it's swimming upstream?
1: So swimming upstream, I've realized feels really forceful for me. It feels, I mean, heavy, but I feel like I'm forcing things to happen. And I'm so, and what I've realized now is usually when I'm Swimming upstream, it's because I'm too attached to the outcome or the destination. One of the most powerful things I think I've learned in the past couple of years is this idea of letting go of the outcome of Mm. things. So, and that's not to say like you don't care anymore, you don't have a goal or anything, but when we become so attached to that thing we're trying to get to or how we think it's supposed to look and how it's supposed to happen that's when I know that I am out of alignment or swimming upstream. Yes, resistance will show up in there, but resistance for me is more, um, I want to almost say more rooted in fear. Like it's, it's mm. I find myself wanting to play small or stay safe. Whereas when I'm swimming upstream, I'm not necessarily playing small. I'm like conquering the world, but not in that positive conquer the world energy in the like (laughs) oh this chick's got blinders on like she is not seeing the, the signs and whatnot of what's happening I don't know if that like answers the question but definitely for me there there's a real I actually I feel it in my body like I'm now attuned enough to tell when it's like okay time to like reassess what we're actually trying to achieve here versus oh yeah, this is me wanting to play small, not wanting to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. What does it look like for you?
0: I have a question for you, you before explain? we ha- – yeah, I have a question for you before we want to go in there. So then if – before you started to learn what things felt like in your body, what did that look like for you? So what does swimming upstream look like for you? Because uh, we all have some yeah. funny examples. I've got a funny story as well, but I want – our Want listeners who maybe haven't—I'd love for you to share your funny story. I think it would be
1: so awesome okay, before I get to the story. But um, it also looks like it looks like health issues. We all know that I've had my fair share of those. It looks like. Um, Just like things not going your way, but to the point where I remember at one point in my life, my husband and I were like, man, it's like we've got like a black cloud hanging over us. And it was just like, it was just all these little things that kept adding up. Um, I can't remember all the specifics, but it takes me back to a time when we were, we'd bought our first uh, condo together and then all of a sudden it was a leaky condo and we had a massive uh, levy on the condo. And so we had owned or owed, not owned, sorry, owed a bunch of money on that. Um, I think there was some massive career transitions and things happening at the same time. And there was just like all these domino things that it was Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can take one more thing. And so, but yet we didn't really slow down enough to look and go, what is the universe trying to tell us right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Then, like I say, other times it looked like health things or just, you know, the. and I know you have sort of have a, your story's a little bit on this line, but I'm even thinking of like a trip where it's like everything just goes wrong. Like, yeah. You know, you show up and it's like, oh, they don't have our reservation, our hotel reservation or, you know, like, and this (laughs) happens and that happens. And you're just like the the comical series of events that you're like, what am I trying to be shown here right now? Yeah.
0: And we've Um, all, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say we've all
0: had stories or heard stories of those literally comedy of errors, types of situations where you know, I think think Kirk had a business trip years ago and he flew down to the States from when we were living in Montreal and like the flight was delayed. um, So he missed his connection. And when he got to his connection, Air Force One was at the airport, nothing else was allowed to land or take off. And he finally got to the hotel. They didn't have his reservation. And he was like, just please get me a room. I've been traveling. That should have been a six hour flight. It's been an 18 hour odyssey. <laughs> and after that, everything kind of, you know, rolled out. OK, so there are these situations when it's a series of unfortunate events, but it the makes also me so those experiences of like when you're pushing through and- to get somewhere and-
1: Totally. Well, that makes me think of an example of a number of years, probably, I don't know, three or four years ago, we went down, um, we went down to Washington. I can't, I can't, remember all the details, but we went on this trip and we decided to add an extra we We're debating like, Oh, should we add an extra night or two? We were, I think we were actually down at one of the water parks in the States and we're like, yeah, let's go and do a night in Seattle. But the kids were tired. Like we could tell they were on the verge, like things just the whole trip had already been a bit of a challenge and we're like, no, no, we really, like Mike and I were kind of thinking this, like, no, let's go do a night in Seattle. It'll be fun. And <laughs> I remember it was this, like, the last minute we're trying to find a hotel, like everything in Seattle was sold out. So we end up, like, finding a room in, like, the burbs of Seattle. And we're like, okay, let's go. And we get there. And there was something wrong with our reservation. I can't remember what it was. They ended up having like one room left and it was like their accessible room, (laughs) like the, you know, we're like, okay, we'll take it. And then I kind of had this guilt. I'm like, should we be actually using this room? Anyways, we take the room. It was a bit of a gong show of an evening. I think then, or we get there and then we decide, we're like, okay, well, let's go get some food. The kids are hungry. So we drive to this restaurant that he and I had been to prior on like a solo adult trip that he he really wanted to go to because I think they had like the best beef dip or something in town. So we (laughs) drive to this restaurant. The kids are like now really pissed off at us because they're like, (laughs) we just spent like four hours in the car, mom and dad. Now you're driving us to another restaurant. So and my kids are uh, when they were younger not so much now we're prone to getting car sick. So we show up at the restaurant. Uh oh youngest is like I don't feel good and we're like literally walking up into the restaurant little did we know the time we'd been there before it was summer and we sat out on the patio and it was by the lake and it was beautiful this time it was I think winter so we show up it's like indoor beautiful. I wouldn't say "Fine dining," but like they had like white tablecloths. There's all these businessmen in suits in there having business lunches, and we show up with our two little kids, and we literally sit down at the table, and my youngest looks at me, and she goes, "I'm going to be sick." And I grab <laughs> I grab a glass, and she proceeds to throw up in the glass in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> it was just like, oh no, we, literally, we were like. Why? Like, why did we do this? <laughs> like, I, I, we, it seemed a I good we, idea at the time, <laughs> right? But like, all the signs were there. It was like, why didn't we just call it and drive and go home when we yeah. were done? Why? Like, yeah. it was just so, yeah, kind of comedy of errors that just, again, m- minor in a lot of ways, right? But now it's a funny story. I remember we both have us pulled our phones out, gave both the kids the phones, and we're like, just sit be on the phone. I don't care. We'll just eat our lunch. We need to get out of here. I was so mortified. All these businessmen are looking at us. Yeah, and life I think, happens. I think after that, we literally hit the road. We're like, we're out. Let's go home. home wow. Northbound. So, yeah. Um, So, you know, like, but it is just looking at those little signs. But th- those things, like, those are funny little stories, right? But on the bigger scale of life, same thing happens. And when you're not paying attention, all of a sudden you find Definitely. yourself in these... Yeah, situations where you're not happy. And it's like you say, the journey is no longer enjoyable.
0: Well, yeah, that was definitely, that would have been my story around the swimming upstream. I was telling Jane earlier about an audition. I was living in Montreal at the time, and I had arranged an audition for an opera company in Toronto. And so I had arranged, I have to arrange a pianist, uh, make sure they had my music. And it was just this series of like literally one thing after another. And I had friends in Toronto, so it wouldn't have been so bad if I had just made the trip and then just called the audition. But, like, my pianist canceled at the last minute. She was super sick. She couldn't make it. So I had to find a replacement. The replacement said she knew the music, didn't. Um, but even at our rehearsal, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> right. uh, then when I was on my way to the rehearsal, um, Toronto TTC, the transit uh, broke down. <laughs> like, and to call them, and this is... I can't honestly remember if I had a cell phone. I don't think I did have a cell phone at this time, so it was, you know, it was like just was what it was. I was late, and then in that industry, like any possible thing they can do, not to have callback or hire you. It's just anyway. So it cut was cutthroat. Cutthroat. It's very cutthroat, and. I remember reflecting on my way home after that trip. It was, and there was something too about the timeline. Like it was like tacked on to a trip, or it was something like an extra day. And then the, del- I, it was all again. Everything was like, like all the signs were there. All the signs were there. I just, I was so determined to see it through. No, oh, I have to do this audition. I have to. And I never I think that's had one to do keys. anything.
1: Yeah. Right. is back to this, like, yeah, we get so attached to the thing and also are like, we're conditioned to reward that type of behavior. Right. Like yes. there's, there's definitely, I mean, I, I somewhere along the line picked up the belief that, you know, the harder you work, the more you push through, the more yeah. value you have or the, yeah. you know, that's what you're supposed to do. I think that's a belief though, that is
0: or believe conditioning behavior that is also cultivated still today like it's it's conditioning yep. that we see it's hidden it's hidden and not so hidden messaging it's, i think it's especially lively in corporate and business worlds and actually i think a very present example might be uh the keystone xl pipeline that just got canceled That's been, people have been working on for 10 years to get past for a number of reasons. And 10 years ago, we still knew there was an environmental crisis and that human behavior needed to change. Mm -hmm. And that's a very real world example of a project that, nope, we're going to push it through. We're going to see it ahead. We're going to see it ahead. And yeah, (laughs) we're not.
1: It plays out. That's a good example. So you said hidden and not so hidden. Where would you say you see it as hidden?
0: I think it would be hidden in our media culture, our mass media culture. So it might be it might be the framing around a media story or it might be in a sitcom unfolding in a sitcom story of it might be framed in terms of overcoming adversity. But it might also be that hidden message of just keep pushing through, which, yeah, it's really a, yeah, that's, it's right. a subtle distinction and it, it's subtleties, it shows up in our narratives, because it's a part of, I believe it's so twined in with the human condition, but we're also not taught to recognize the signs of when that um, when is it resistance versus yeah. when is it pushing through? And that's kind of what we wanted to get into a little bit today and understanding those subtle nuances between swimming upstream and when is it resistance. And like,
1: so for you, what does resistance, how do you feel that differentiation? Like for me, like I say, it's resistance is when I'm like, oh, I can tell I'm playing small, I'm trying to protect myself from being vulnerable. Swimming upstream is like, this is hard and everything's going wrong. What does that feel like or look like for you?
0: I think the swimming upstream piece feels, uh, like I, th- I talked about earlier, it was, feels yeah. heavy. And it's also that dramatic feeling of nothing's working out for me. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> poor, it, me. poor me. Oh, my God, nothing's working out. And it, again, it winds up in miscommunications, transportation delays, or, um, like technological glitches, you know, the email you're waiting for that doesn't arrive for some reason because the interwebs is down. <laughs> you know, it's again all these little pieces compounding. Whereas I feel like resistance for me is is that it's a little bit of oh I should be doing this, but it's not the should that weighs me down. It's the It's the should that's connected to the bigger dream of like, oh, this is where I'm headed. But I'm kind of resisting where I'm headed. Of course, either you're not quite ready or you don't think you're ready. And that's when you need a coach or a mentor or a trusted friend Mm -hmm. to help pull, help bring, like to walk with you through that.
1: Yeah. Also, that makes me think a bit because you and I do that for each other a lot. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Well, and so it makes me think about our language. I think resistance shows up and that's where like you and I are really good at being like, oh, that was a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I noticed when you said that there's like a sense of lack there. Um, So, you know, like noticing that kind of language and the resistance that's in that language versus like you say, the thing that's like, okay, you know, transit broke down. I'm just not meant to
0: I'm not yes. meant to be
1: there, um.
0: and there is a level of acceptance with that. And you actually, there's, you actually asked me a, a question earlier where, before we start started recording, and I was sharing this audition story between Toronto and Montreal, and you said, "Well, would you have still recognized the lesson if mm. it hadn't, like, rolled out the same way?" I'm
1: like, "Yeah, like if you had canceled the audition, because you said." I should yeah. have just canceled the audition. I was yeah. pushing through it. And then, so my question was, would you have got the lesson you needed to get if the, if the audition didn't, or if you canceled it?
0: I think it would have come through in a
1: different way. And I don't way. know what the lesson, you know. So, oh, see, that's a good point too. Yeah. Right? Typically, yeah, these lessons that we, I don't like to say the lessons were, that are meant for us, but yeah, these various things, they come through. Like it's, if it wasn't this way, it would be another way. Yeah. I've definitely seen that in my life a few times too. I've had a recent example of that um, where, you know, so, something happened and it's like, mm, but it's actually not really about what happened. I think it's about something deeper than that. So it would have still come up. It just would have looked differently. Absolutely.
0: And the you other, I mean? yes, I totally know what you mean. And actually if I had canceled that audition, it the the lesson would still have been there just in a different format. Yeah, good point would have if I'd canceled the audition I would have been like oh felt so good and I wouldn't necessarily have known but I think I would have accepted earlier that things were conspiring against that going successfully whereas it was my determination and my tenacity to see it through I still got a lesson out of it but honestly it kind of just would have been easier if I'd you know after my pianist had canceled and things just weren't looking right i'm like okay that would have been that would have been the time to surrender to the moment mm. enjoy the rest of my time in toronto before i had to head back to montreal right different experience yeah that's a,
1: and it's interesting cuz i mean that's a big piece of what i do now but what i have been able like um is the whole i often will sink into and feel like does this feel light or heavy? Like if I, if there's something that I'm really attached to or something I'm supposed to do, and I think I really want to do it, but things aren't lining up. I'll like check in with myself now and be like, okay, so is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, does it feel like that kind of, ooh, there's resistance there, but there's kind of that buzzy, like, yeah, okay, but I can get over this versus.
0: I think there's like this bubbling undercurrent, you know, it's like the, the water just before it boils has all those little bubbles underneath Mm -hmm. and it hasn't quite hit the boil yet, but you're still feeling a bit of resistance because it's, but the, the bubbling excitement or the, the path that's leading you there, you know, on some level that it's where you're supposed to go.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm kind of trying to get to like is versus that like, kind of like gut wrenching, like, oh, no, something's really off about this. Yeah, And I think the key, I mean, in my experience, really, I think it's been slowing down enough to actually start to pay attention to those feelings and get to know them. And I guess that's, you know, that's that's my only (laughs) piece of advice for how to start to look at those, differentiate those.
0: So then for our listeners who maybe are, you know, Maybe you're on a different point in their journey.
1: It's being conscious ultimately, right? It's back to this, like, if you're living unconsciously and you're just on that, like, pat that go hamster wheel, not thank you, not really slowing down enough to pay attention. You're probably missing some of the signs. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's just kind of the reality. (laughs) There's no, there's no way to sugarcoat that. There is no way to sugarcoat
0: that and you also then you know if you're listening to this and you recognize yourself in the hamster wheel then it's up to you to choose a different way of noticing in this world no one else can do that for you and so it's very much if you're caught in a pattern And I'm not going to say a rut because it may not be a rut, but if you're caught in a pattern that doesn't allow you to be more conscious or more aware of your day-to-day life, and then I'm going to say nuances, but it's sometimes it's bigger. Like we talked about with that swimming upstream, those swimming upstream examples are sometimes really freaking obvious, but if you're not paying attention to them, or you're so married to that outcome, or you're so determined to see it through to the end,
1: like getting your nose pierced yeah you want to share that little story i was telling jen earlier when we the story that came to mind for me was number many 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 years ago when i was a lot younger and not so tuned into the signs i was in toronto with a girlfriend on a trip and we decided to go get our noses pierced as you do and um and then we continued on our travels to toronto did I say Toronto or Montreal? You we were in You're Montreal, in Montreal first where you got your nose pierced. Yeah. Yeah. Then we moved on to Toronto. Anyways, a couple of days after getting the piercing, I woke up at about five in the morning to my nose bleeding, like not a nose bleed, but the actual piercing <laughs> bleeding. Um, and it wouldn't stop for like five hours. Um, it would not stop. And so I ended up having to like hop on <laughs> public transit to get downtown Toronto to a new piercing studio to go in and be like, can somebody help me here? Anyways, long story short, they're like, we got to take this piercing out, get your nose to stop bleeding. So eventually got that sorted. Trip continues. I come home and I decide I'm going to pierce my nose again because I really, really wanted Mm a nose piercing. And um, that one didn't bleed in the random weird way the first one did, but never healed. And again, ended up having to take that piercing out. I have not gone back for the third attempt at uh, nose piercing, but I have wanted to. I really have this thing with <laughs> nose piercings. I really just love them. I think they're really pretty. And, but maybe one day, to laugh but maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. I, I'm not sure. Like, as we reflect on this, I'm like, yeah, there's some signs. My body's just like, no, this is not what we want right now. So anyways, that's the story. That's what we were laughing about earlier. I'm not meant right. to have my nose pierced as much as I really love them and admire them on others. Right. So. Cool. Great story. And if you're listening
0: and you're kind of like, oh, how do I know when it's resistance or how do I know when it's swimming upstream? Honestly, just tune in, take a yeah. breath
1: and go. Yeah, it's going to just... be different for each of us. But I mean, yeah. I think our stories can kind of show how, how, it's, how it's played out for us. But yeah, yeah, it's about tuning in. It's always about <laughs> coming back and tuning in.
0: Well, and the other thing and might just, be recognize when you've had an experience that felt like swimming upstream and tap into that feeling. And if yes. you're experiencing the same feeling again,
1: then back away
0: and change your plans.
1: Mm-hmm. And if the one, the last, I was just going to share one thing yeah. one of my coaches told me um, once that has always stuck with me is back to the idea of being attached or detached from the outcome. And this idea that typically because our brains are kind of designed to do this when we have a goal or an outcome we typically are then are taught to the linear look at the linear path okay well if i want to get there i got to go a b c d e and get there but the reality is there are thousands of different ways that we can get to an end goal and so the whole idea of detaching from the outcome is actually surrendering to the how Mm -hmm. keeping focused on how you want to feel with the outcome and what you want the outcome to be but letting go of how it actually has to look. And that's super powerful. Yeah. And that's like when she shared that with me and it just, it just landed for me and I was like, Oh, and that's what's really helped me to understand this whole process. And this, this feeling of, Oh, I'm way too attached Mm -hmm. to what that looks like and how it needs to happen.
0: Oh, fun times.
1: If you notice yourself doing that, if you can sort of like Jen was saying, step back, And see if you can notice, like, am I really kind of trying to control this whole situation and how exactly it's supposed to look? Maybe there's something to look at there because it doesn't mean that where you're trying to get to is the wrong destination, but perhaps the journey that you're trying to force on getting to that destination is the wrong journey.
0: Right. Oh,
1: excellent. Yeah.
0: That's, and also using it in like the road trip geography landscape example is, When you set up your GPS or look at a paper map or whatever it is you do for your journey, there are multiple different routes that you can take to get there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, driving along, GPS says, oh, there's construction ahead. I'm going to reroute you a different way. And normally we follow that GPS. So then it would makes sense then for you to start to trust your own inner gps around this and when you're being asked to be rerouted pay attention Mm
1: -hmm.
0: pay attention yeah that's a good analogy so awesome cool on that happy note we wish you all a fantastic day week whenever you're listening to this safe travels happy travels on your road trip (laughs) of life (laughs) and start paying attention to those signs of whether it's resistance or swimming upstream as always, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram. Our details are below the show notes and we're signing well, off. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation.
1: If you love this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.